This Partner in Action podcast series is a collection of interviews and real-life stories from people who apply the partner mindset and behaviors. The result, they get more of what they want, more often, with less difficulty. Amy Carroll is a communication coach, trainer, author, and professional speaker. She travels the globe using her secret superhero powers to liberate people from communication disasters. The communication model Predator-Prey-Partner was developed by Pat Kirkland, a superhero in her own right, and who happens to be Amy's sister. You can find out more at Amy's website, carolcoaching.com and patkirklandleadership.com. So listen, laugh, and learn how you can overcome the communication disasters in your life and get more of what you want. Hi, today I'm here with a very special person, my sister, Regina Lemp. And Regina is here in Switzerland visiting me for the first time. Welcome, Reg. Hey, Amy. How's it going? Good. So, Regina, I know we've had a fun-filled week here in Veve at the Fête de Vigneron. And as we were talking throughout the week, you were telling me some partner success stories that you've had in the past. And I'm curious if you would recall one of those for the listeners. Sure. It was really interesting when I started working with partner success stories because I was uh, working with Pat, our sister, who yeah. also does this superhero work. And I, I didn't understand why she kept doing it. And she said, the reason why I do this is that a lot of times I get what I want. And I, if I don't, I'm not attached to the outcome. And I looked at that and I thought, because this is hard work, rewiring my brain to be, as I stay, say, staying in emotional sobriety mode. I like how you say that rewiring your brain because that's exactly it. And also that emotional sobriety. That's that's brilliant. I use that a term a lot and I know that when I work in partner, I stay in emotional sobriety and that way I have a clean relationship with someone even though I may not see that person again, I feel good about myself and then I'm not triggered in other situations. Very cool. So my favorite partner story is when I first started using these skills was when my son was five years old and he- Trevor, Mr. Trevor. Trevor. Yes. Wanted a, of course, I, we, gonna, we were going to give him a birthday party. And he and his dad always went to Home Depot, which is a building store in the United States. Right. And they went a lot. It's for those people who just love fix it up yes, projects. Yes. Which is my husband. So they would go there often. And I thought, what am I going to do for Trevor's birthday party? And I was in our local Home Depot store, and I think I saw something or had the idea, this would be great if I could have his party here. At Home Depot. At Home Depot. In a construction shop. Yes, store. where there are, <laughs> you know, big machines beeping and people walking around with big carts that have wood and pipes and all sorts of things around them. So I asked, and this woman said, no, we don't do birthday parties. I mean, we have Boy Scout groups come in and these TIPA groups come in, but we don't do birthday parties. And I said, oh, I said, I'll tell you, my son and my husband come here at least once or twice a week. And I just engaged in honesty about how much passion my husband has about fixing things about the house. So let me just stop you because I want to break it down. So the first thing is you approach this woman, you pitch her this idea. She says no. It sounds like the way you're recounting it now is you stayed upbeat and friendly, even though you got an initial no. Yes. So I did get an initial no. And I just recounted all the things that my son and my husband would do and come to Home Depot. And, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll place a call and I'll let you know. 
Now this Home Depot is about mm, a mile and a half from my house. By the time I got home, I had a phone call waiting for me. Really? Yes. And she said, we'd love to do your birthday party for your son. We'll have it in the uh, staff, <laughs> the staff uh, lounge. She provided aprons and a project for them to do. <laughs> and then we, <laughs> we toured. I had probably six or eight boys. And of course, my daughter was with us. And they all got Home Depot aprons. We put their names on them. And we did a tour of them with the store. And they had those little construction party hats on them. <laughs> Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And I brought a homemade cake that had a Home Depot theme <laughs> to it. And everybody was, they couldn't believe it. Friends of mine couldn't believe it. And a friend goes, I'm going to have my son's birthday party. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so what I'm also guessing is what you said earlier about not being attached to what you wanted. Was that true in that moment when you were having that conversation with that woman? What was you, What were you noticing in your mind? I would say it was true because I thought to myself, this is pretty outlandish. And I was practicing being brave and asking for what I wanted. And it seemed so crazy of an idea that no was certainly a possibility. So I thought the fact that she even entertained me and entertained the idea and the concept and that there was some little window of possibility because they had other groups here, birthday party didn't seem to fit in that. I love that part where you said around practicing being brave and that big one asking for what you want, because that is... That really helps keep us out of a sense of resentment that we really speak up, even if we're going to get a no, and or the, there's a possibility of a no, that doing it and asking for it anyway. Right. Because I think that having that practice of asking for things that you want and getting a no just keeps you moving forward and asking again. And also when you get no's, that letting go of things is so important, but that's also good because letting go of resentment allows other things moving in that you may not see. It's kind of, I'm not sure if spiritual is the right word. Some people are maybe be turned off about that. For me, I don't need to see something in tangible form to believe it. So mm -hmm. if it didn't work out, I knew that something better uh -huh. would have happened. Uh -huh. So having a positive attitude about it. Yeah. Cool. Well, Gina, thanks for telling us that story. That's great. Enjoyed my time in Switzerland. Yeah, I know you did. I know you'd be back. And before I let you go, Here's my last question for you. What is one tip or a suggestion that you would have for listeners about staying in partner? The one tip I would have for staying in partner is, for me, I think the emotional sobriety piece. And I equate that to being calm. And knowing that if you stay in partner or stay in emotional sobriety and staying calm, then you don't have to do a lot of cleanup in the world. Brilliant whether it's with other people or with yourself. Nice. Great. Well, thank you for that, Reg. You're welcome. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Till next time, happy partnering.
If you want to participate in one of Amy's superhero trainings, you can find out more on her website, carolcoaching.com. That's two R's and two L's.